she didn't deserve to die like this. So all of a sudden, there were so many patients. Everybody needed medications. Everybody needed treatment. From my daddy to this dad by himself, and I, it just hurts my heart. <laughs> Long-term facilities like nursing homes have been described as tinderboxes for this pandemic. So many people closely clustered and vulnerable. And the crisis has become so severe that the United States has attracted some unlikely attention from Doctors Without Borders, or MSF. They're a non-governmental organization best known for their work overseas, in war zones, and natural disasters. But now, they're here in the United States. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. It was pretty surreal to land here in the U.S. on home soil and begin working here. I didn't expect that when I began with us 12 years ago. Heather Pagano is an emergency coordinator for MSF, an organization I've worked with closely before, like back in 2014 when I covered Ebola in West Africa. They are known for being in the hardest hit places on the planet. Syria, the DRC, Yemen. At a moment when there's a big disruption in society, then you look for where the most neglected and vulnerable people are, you should find MSF. And I think that's what we tried to do also in this massive COVID pandemic. Um, And here we are here in the US uh, working in nursing homes. According to the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, More than 300,000 confirmed and suspected cases in the United States have been recorded at these facilities. And sadly, so have almost 50,000 deaths. That's more than a quarter of all coronavirus deaths in the United States. Our elderly are pretty much forgotten, and COVID hit and took the biggest toll for them. And so when we began working in infection control, supporting our fellow healthcare colleagues in this sector, we realized that we had an extra added value to play. And so we wanted to be here in solidarity with our healthcare colleagues, but also to help support them to best protect themselves um, in terms of infection control, but also mental health resources. Because we know, having worked on the front lines of infectious diseases for nearly 50 years, that stress is an inevitable, horrible part of a disease outbreak. And frontline healthcare workers need an extra support in that space. Nursing homes obviously have people who tend to be elderly, tend to be more likely to have pre-existing conditions, and we know those are risk factors for, for COVID. Are there other things, other vulnerabilities specifically about nursing homes that you, you have found or uncovered as you've been doing this sort of work? Well, it's definitely also about the way the virus transmits in these closed settings. So these closed congregate settings where people can't get outside that easily, it's just a it's a perfect storm for COVID. But layer on top of that, structural difficulties for these facilities. You know, dealing with an infectious disease outbreak is difficult for hospitals. And then you ask nursing homes to step up and they have to also have the same level of infection control because of the very vulnerability of their residents. And it's a tall order to ask of these facilities to do that. For the past two months, MSF says it's been working in 55 long-term care facilities in Michigan, a state where almost a third of the confirmed coronavirus deaths have been in these types of homes. Facilities are completely overwhelmed. Staff are scared. Um, I had uh, a nursing director tell me that over 50% of her staff had just left because, you know, they were scared. They didn't want to bring COVID back home. Karen Huster, a nurse with MSF, says what these facilities have really needed 
is someone to teach them how to fight the virus. The nursing homes have received a ton of guidance from different uh, authorities, you know, health departments or their own organizations or CDC. But what they are lacking is how to operationalize those guidance. And for that, they need people on the ground working side by side with them, coaching them, mentoring them, doing really the capacity building that has been sorely lacking. Like Pagano, Huster never expected to be deployed to the United States of America. Even uh, my friends and my colleagues just could not believe it. But one of the things that uh, at Doctors Without Borders we always do is we respond when there is a need. So it doesn't matter that it's a resource-rich country or it's a country that has poor access to health. We intervene. MSF is an organization that has always had to do what seems impossible with the barest of resources, which has always meant you got to get the basics right. For example, basic hygiene. The particular staff, I will say, that uh, we found needed the most support were environmental services, the housekeepers. And for them, uh, we found that the best way we could support them and fill that gap was to work side by side with them, teaching them on how to do the infection prevention control that was so essential to prevent spread of disease and to mitigate the spread of disease in those nursing homes. Here's Heather Pagano again. You know, it's really natural for people to walk into somewhere, maybe even in your own house. You start with the the dirtiest part first, you start cleaning, and infection control is the worst thing you can do. Because that is how the infection can unwittingly spread, person to person, object to object. You start with the cleanest and you work your way to the dirtiest. And there's small tweaks like this, but they make a massive difference. You know, basic measures. I, I, as you were saying this, I was thinking about when we're in the operating room and you're trying to basically prepare someone for an operation. You always start with the cleanest area first and then work your way into the area where the wound is because you don't want to contaminate the rest of the, the body. That's the same sort of principle you're talking about with regard, in this case, to, to an institution like a nursing home, right? Exactly. I saw one woman who, you know, she had one rag for the whole floor. You don't want to just one have one rag that you clean the doorknobs with as well as the toilets. They may seem like minor lessons, but they could have a major impact if applied everywhere. Outbreaks start and are stopped in the communities. So the more that we can do as a community to help protect each other, the more we'll be able to protect the most vulnerable in our society. And that's something that Pagano says is an integral part of each day. For these nursing home staff. Healthcare workers, no matter which healthcare setting you're talking about, have the same fears as the average person, but they have to get up and continue going to work. And the stress and the and and the fear and the the grief at having lost so many of the residents that they've cared for, many of them for many years, I think that they play a really special role in society and they deserve a huge debt of gratitude for that work. We've heard about so many of these private organizations coming in to fill the gaps in the public infrastructure. But I was still surprised to see Doctors Without Borders join the fight on American soil. Truth is, we are slowly learning from our missteps, from ways to prevent spread, to better understanding where we need more resources and support to properly care for elderly communities. Doctors Without Borders is one of the groups helping pave the way. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo 
and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.